0: Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of Friday, May 3rd, 2013. This is the Relevant Podcast. Welcome to May. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, This is Trace DeMaio. Today, the week of <laughs> Trace De man, things will get out of control quickly. <laughs> Life is yeah. Fun. We Go have party. a big bowl of tortilla chips right in the middle of the. Oh, that
2: would have uh, been a good idea.
3: Significant amount of guacamole.
1: <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our festive Orlando studios, <laughs> the very lovely Maya Strang.
2: Hey, everybody! To her left,
1: once again, the denim-clad. Tyler Huckabee. Hey guys.
3: What's a special <laughs> occasion, Tyler? <laughs>
1: why would you dress up and wear the denim jacket? I was leaving I was leaving the
4: house today and, and something just didn't feel right.
3: Are you heading st- to a wedding? From
1: here? <laughs> <laughs> on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snabel. Hello, friends. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. They have over a hundred thousand audiobooks available and they have a special offer for relevant podcast listeners. If you go to a specific URL, audiblepodcast.com slash relevant, you will get a free audiobook and a 30 day trial. You can uh, cash in your audio book on a couple of our favorites, like Judah Smith's Jesus Is, his new book, which is, I mean, blowing up everywhere. Justin Bieber endorsed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. not like on the jacket, but just via Instagram. Uh, Kevin Durant t- tweeted it out. Oh, I didn't and, see that. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. I'm telling you. Like, if you're if you're young and famous, this is the book that you go. This is my this is my Jesus book. Or last week's podcast guest, uh, Rob Bell, his new book. Oh, what we talk about when we talk about God. They have a lot of books. They have some uh, a lot of relevant podcast guests as well. Mm-hmm. Head over to. Audiblepodcast.com slash relevant. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, we talked to author and friend Don Miller. Uh, oh. I talked to him, actually. You did talk to I him. I did talk to him. How's it, was doing? A, it was a really good conversation. He's doing great. He's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> good. I actually asked him good. some personal juicy tidbits Uh-oh. that I knew, and I was to see if he would say it publicly. So stay tuned for some, some juicy Don Miller so tidbits. So we have some gossip. A little. Know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. A little scuttlebutt, a little life section of USA
4: Today
3: coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming Don up Miller's
4: five best outfits.
3: <laughs> yeah, inside Don's closet. <laughs> I,
1: we do. I do. It's not.
3: called Blue Like Jazz, it's, it's all it's it's a denim collection. That's
1: oh man, <laughs> all hand sewn by Jack White. Yeah. Get that Don. Get that Don Miller look. Blue Jean. jeans
3: like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> the cover story of this story. Of today's USA Today. <laughs> it's just like Don, like standing next to like a bear, like a big stack of jeans with his arms crossed, looking very satisfied. Like, yep, least yep. Leasing
1: jeans <laughs> available now in the all new JCP. JCPs. Um, uh, and and also the uh, Stephanie joins us, our other editor, and we tell you guys kind of behind the scenes of the brand new issue of Relevant. Coming wow. out our May June issue, which features Phoenix on the cover and a lot of other great content. So we can we look behind the scenes of that as well. So stay tuned. You know what? It might be time. It might be time I,
4: for I'm what? Not, I'm not
1: prepared for this to remove the interim tag. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> so, uh, I, I t- wait and see how he does. Through I told this episode. I told I told people when Tyler joined that we're not going to force him on them, but we'd see how it plays out to see how it felt. And I'll tell you on 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 Twitter. There's a couple people a week who say, Hey, why don't, eh, yeah, bad. he's not bad. I, I, he's grown on me. Really? He's grown on me. I saw that he one I saw he growing on he me. He doesn't annoy <laughs> me nearly as much as he used to. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't we just go ahead and take the interim tag off? And so wow. I thought, you know what? Apparently, the people, or at least six of you, have spoken and uh, all
4: six all six listeners I, I, think, I think you can think just think join us enough. as a
1: regular cast member
4: I'm oh, oh. so glad i oh. dressed up for this again <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah
1: knew it was coming. the,
3: the denim
4: <laughs> I didn't know you just never know when you might
3: get dropped into yeah, a thank God, God you, you had the denim shirt like Uh-oh. or the denim jacket hanging just on the back of your chair today just
4: ready just ready to go well obviously I
3: want to thank my friends and family for this uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be anywhere without them <laughs> Thank you to all of them, all your friends and family who tweeted.
4: And now that I'm on forever, who, I'm going to go take t- a nap.
1: Who tweeted that <laughs> <laughs> you annoy them not nearly as much as you used to?
4: Who, who tweeted? Uh, who who tweet, somebody that? found my uh, my college bio over Ooh, the I, I can't saw believe you're that. bringing this up. Yeah, what? yeah that was, that was an
3: impressive piece of writing.
1: Hey, we have some investigative journalists in, in our Clearly. listenership because all we mentioned in passing was that Tyler went to a free college. True. An astute listener deduced. That there are very few of those out there. But Moody Bible Institute might be one such institution. So she started the old, she fired up the old Google machine and searched for <laughs> Tyler Huckabee, Moody Bible Institute, Whoa. and found a very charming biography <laughs> very of charming. said student.
3: With, with a fa- some fantastic, you know, photos, too.
1: Of denim I just, wrapped in <laughs> denim.
4: <laughs>
1: I just you look like a denim burrito when you're in college.
4: I just want to remind everybody that you can't... You can't believe everything you read on the internet. The internet is a
1: hive of so, so misinformation. It was a, a variety of things. You know, your favorite this, your favorite that. I, I learned something about you. Your favorite book of the Bible, Hosea. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you like that?
3: You I
2: never, enjoy the pictures of you. you. never asked. How, I asking? learned you that you asked.
3: are trying to overcome the lostness of every moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Maybe That was a quote. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, Very I, I, profound. That was
1: pre. That was pre. Lost. That was before the show. I'm gonna be I, honest with you.
3: I'm, ta- I'm. I'm guessing they stole it from you. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. This is this is for real. I clicked on the link that that she sent. That she said, "Oh, yeah. look what I found, Tyler." You know, and I was like, "Oh, I'm curious." So I clicked on it. Saw saw where I was. Right. Saw what 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 pulled up saw the picture of you that this is clearly 18 year old little Tyler and I I glanced at it (laughs) and saw favorite Bible book of the Bible Hosea Mm. and then it was really long and I thought you know what I'm not gonna like I would be embarrassed if somebody unearthed this about me like I am not that me I'm not gonna do this to Tyler I'm not going to read it. So I didn't read it. You didn't read it? I didn't read it. But he did, did. forward it to the staff. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, I'm not going to read it. The but empathy, if somebody else reads it. The empathy within me. I, I Seriously, I was like, I'm, a lot to I'm not going to do this. I I mean, do
4: this. Mean, it was college. We all had a phase <laughs> in college, <laughs> I think. Yeah. It wasn't college. It was a Bible institute. Like... Well, it was, an, it was an institute. It was an institute thing.
3: Well, now, what was that phase, Tyler? Oh, that was
1: my... <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed very earnest. Young Tyler it was an earnest face. The impression phase. There you I go. got by your an, face it was an earnest face. Was that you seemed very earnest, and the fact that you named Hosea, <laughs> I was like, it was pretty. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It, it was. It was before i
4: i learned that life is just a a it, swirling toilet bowl of misery and despair. I was going to say it was
3: before you were jaded and weatherworld. You were the still very nebraskian I, I still, still
4: believed. I still believed that the good and kind could overcome the powerful mm-hmm. and wicked.
3: Mm-hmm. It was, that was then.
4: It was that. It was that. We all had that face Who It was a time where face? it.
3: You know that sort of innocence allowed you to wear a t-shirt over a dress shirt, <laughs> 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 which I think you are. Those
4: it was, it's, it's true. It was my. Uh, it was my brief. It was my. It was during a phase in which I was uh, working for uh, for a company that, that I I doubt our listeners are, f- are familiar with called Hollister Company, <laughs> <laughs> an obscure, really cool brand that a lot of only the coolest people got to work for.
3: Uh-huh, wow. Did you did you own like a lot of like coral and hip necklaces? Uh, and at I the had time? a lot of, a
1: lot of puka shells. Um. I'm so so was this, that again I, again I really didn't read it cuz I didn't want Well I haven't read I it, in it in a while myself. for you so I didn't want to read it. I understand. So so my question is so was this an incoming thing that they did so the current students could get to know the incoming class? Was this a freshman interview? I
4: believe I was spotlit. I was like this is one to keep an eye on
1: for the incoming class. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So so was your freshman year? I believe so. I really would have liked to have had seen the follow-up your senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> to see what you, what your face said then.
3: Yeah. <laughs> see, see I, I saw. I thought the headline was. Tyler Huckabee, wild card, <laughs> <laughs> freshman class wild card. Like, yeah, keep your eye on this one. You could go any. Yeah.
1: You could go any direction from here.
3: It wasn't. It really wasn't that embarrassing. See, it was just I, very earnest. Embarrassing though, at all. Yeah.
1: See, I was afraid that it would change how I viewed you. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't want to see that. In how you viewed? Yeah, because I respect you. You're funny. You're you're you you love the Lord, but you're you know you're you're just like but I gotta finger on the pulse. Got a dangerous. You know, like. Yeah, you know, you're the kind of guy who throws caution to the wind. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. I do and, now. And and and, and I say, and I know you as that Tyler. I respect that Tyler. I don't want to see another Tyler.
2: But he is the same. Cameron
0: person. hasn't treated me the same since he found out I was a youth ministry major. Uh-huh. So I haven't talked to him. I haven't looked yeah. him in the eye. I, I yeah. noticed. Yeah, I, he just comes up to me and yells, "Get off my lawn!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's tense.
0: I've seen that. I've seen you guys. It's kind of okay. like- Chad. Are
3: there any profiles of you from back in the day no, during I'm, your academic years? I'm
0: sure there are. Um, we, need,
3: we need to get some WikiLeaks uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> on this. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, find something to yeah, in the chat. Yeah, please. Yeah, why please is it all do. about
4: Tyler? The, I believe the profile is. Is this the new face of Christianity? <laughs> yes. <It's> just Chad's
3: <laughs> smiling face. The, the headline was Chad Michael Snably, Fire Acquired.
1: <laughs> See, Jesse and I went to college where all the f- acquired the Fire Team Mini kids uh-huh. came. They would go yeah. intern at oh, Team really? oh, for I a year know. or two, oh, and they come on up, come on up the highway to Tulsa. <laughs> fire luckily, acquired. luckily the uh, my era late 90s was pre everything being on the internet so yeah. I was more I had a, I had yeah. a, a spotlight or something in the, in the student paper Mm. but that isn't for paper archives only. So you guys can't. Well, it do. exists. I'm sure it's out there. It's, it's not on, on the sure internet. i have. I we have listeners you there in Tulsa,
0: though, that could go over to the school this week and
3: yeah. take Yeah, can go down to the Oracle the is the name of the newspaper.
1: The only time I appeared in any sort of bio way in the newspaper, because I worked for the newspaper for three years, mm-hmm. right? So I, we didn't, you know, is when I ran for student body president. Oh, I didn't know you ran for student body president. There were three of us. I came in third. So, but, but the bio was spotlighting the different candidates. And um, here's how the, the vote broke down. The one dude got all the nerd votes. The girl got all the.
3: Wait, wait, can I just point out real quick that if you're wondering why you lost, you just called the majority for the
4: vote. Hold I never went. The <laughs> the one dude, I'm not going for the nerd vote. The one okay. dude got the
1: nerd vote. The girl got the Jesus vote. All the chapel people. That seems like and then I got the cool vote in the athletes. So tell you about our student body breakdown. I came in third. I'm not going to tell you my campaign slogan. You just have to put it on. No, I'm not going to tell you my campaign what slogan. Was it? No, I'm not going to tell you. But there were signs everywhere. I was very good at marketing. <laughs> Cameron String, babes only. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no nerds or god people allowed. <laughs> if you're into chapel or a nerd, vote for the other guys. <laughs> Good at sports, cool. Vote for me. <laughs> Cameron String. No, I, I, yeah, Christians when was, need not apply.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> when, when I was there, I worked at the at the paper, but I did. I don't think I was ever profiled, but I have some, and they they only exist in print. Uh, I'm pretty confident, but some pretty painful pieces of, of journalism. Sure. I was the, I was the editor of the entertainment section and at the time the it's not like that anymore from what I understand, but the paper was under extremely strict administrative control. Like you couldn't say anything like it, it, the censorship was unbelievable. like I had nothing literally nothing to write about. no, no music, no TV, no movies was safe. One of I had a, a, a full page article on the opening of a subway that had a drive through window <laughs> <laughs> that opened like a mile from campus. <laughs> like I went there with like a camera, with like a with like a photographer, and I sat there and ate a subway sandwich with the guy who owned it, and that was I I did, I, I got a whole page out of that.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a high that's quality really journalism that prepared <laughs> you for <relevant> <laughs> Exactly. Now, 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 you
3: now readers get to have that same voice on they that read that voice on the internet every day every so day
1: know, thank you every <laughs> day <laughs> yeah all right okay entertainment releases uh tuesday may 7th a lot of music coming out courtney jay's coming out with love and forgiveness fits in the tantrums uh more than just a dream that's a great album we've been listening to it for a while they sent it they sent the, some labels you know most labels the you know industry stuff most labels will send a watermark download you know, mm-hmm. to, to an editor, so you know we can hear stuff way in advance. But it's watermarked, so you can't you know upload it or put it in pirate stuff. Fits in the Tantrums label. Sent us a physical CD. Okay, very rare anymore. Sure, uh, that, rare. But it's watermarked. Our name was on it, and it would not play in any CD device, <laughs> any, any <laughs> CD player that we owned. It wouldn't play in a car because cars have like kind of computerized brains now for their entertainment systems. Mm-hmm. So the CD read it as a computer and the CD was locked down that it wouldn't play on a computer. We went around to every device we could find to play it, couldn't play it. I finally found one. My 1987 CD player that's in our in our closet that plays our PA music <laughs> would play oh, yeah? it. So the only way we could listen to this album is that I played it overhead in the office and we could stand by the coffee maker and kind of hear it. So, it's, it's a good album. Let me tell you, yeah, it's That's still a lot good. of work That's to just check work. out an album and see if it's yeah. worth buying when it comes out. Worth yeah. it for
4: Fitz and tantrums, it fits good. in the yep. tantrums. It is. It's a good album. Fits in the tantrums. Yeah.
1: Joshua James coming out with Beware! Exclamation oh, is he Coming out with a new one. Yeah, yeah. I, like I like Joshua. Him James. A lot He's really too. great. Joshua Raiden with uh, Wax Wings. Be tough to fly. Don't fly you down. Don't
4: fly too close to the sun.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Probably, that's probably the last. Was bit. that one of your quotes from
4: your uh, student bio? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's what I ran on when I was running for student body president.
1: You have waxed. Don't, don't, play, don't, don't fly, fly too close to, close to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you said when people tried to introduce themselves to you. Hey, buddy. <laughs> and in closing,
4: let's <laughs> remind
1: fellow
3: students. Uh, yeah, then, I work at Hollister. <laughs> well, cred. Just need some cred. Vote for me.
1: Tlaib <laughs> uh, Kweli coming out with uh, Prisoner of Conscious. Uh, and She and Him, highly anticipated volume three from Zoe Deschanel and Matt Ward. Movie releases coming out on Friday, May 10th. One and only, The Great Gatsby. Leonard mm-hmm. and yeah. DiCaprio, Tubby McGuire, Gary Mulligan. Looks amazing. pretty excited about that I'm man. really excited. pretty excited about I haven't about been to this of a movie in a long time. <laughs> soundtrack it's is good. incredible. Yeah, it's what really a good. phenomenal it's, soundtrack! Alt-Jay-Z. It's all Jay Z. Jay Z produced the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lana Del Rey She Lana Del just released her, her single from it New Florence and
4: Machine song is on it Jack White has a, it's a cover of Love of His Blindness And I'm, yeah. I'm a big Jack White yeah, fan it's a We can talk about the denim <laughs> He inspired <laughs> He handmade he hand all, my, all
3: my denim clothes he them. <laughs> do, do you feel like this is going to be A movie that's either hit or miss Like it's either going to be really really good or just terrible
2: I don't think it's going to be The Great terrible. Gatsby movie I don't think it's going to be terrible. I mean no, there's no I, way I, there's
3: no, no way it's gonna be it terrible
4: looks, it looks awfully good
3: no See, way. I feel I feel like they're taking such a huge risk like you know with the stylized approach and you know sort of the the Romeo and Juliet approach
1: what was the last stylized Leonardo DiCaprio movie that was not good
3: <sighs> uh um, the beach well good point <laughs> the good beach. point but but I'm just saying it's taking a classic story and doing such a, a kind of a a, a Interesting contemporary twist that I feel like that could go wrong. I like. Bos- I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying it could.
4: I like that it's taking a a novel that's very much about the the Gilded Age and how uh, how how much spectacle there was to it and how uh, empty everything was behind it, and taking that same approach to the filmmaking. I think I think the director Baz Luhrmann has. He did that with it's kinda of what he did with Moulin Rouge in a lot of ways. He made he made a lot of spectacle out of something that and then slowly revealed that behind it there was a lot of brokenness and sadness.
2: They're not gonna sing in this movie though, right?
4: Well, I, I haven't seen it, Maya. Uh, we can only hope, Maya. We can only hope. I haven't seen it yet. I if Russell Crowe can sing in a movie, <laughs> <then> I'm pretty <laughs> sure they well, know he can. he can. Well, can't, so. right, he can't. Can't well, wait for, right. for Tobey
0: right. Maguire's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Old, Maybe Car- Carrie Old Mulligan Sport. could bring out her husband and sing. That's, That's true. true. Tobey Maguire
1: just true. starts singing Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. And we don't really know why. It's awkward. He's sitting on a balcony. Overlooking the city. <laughs> Toby Maguire. Don't cry for me, Argentina.
4: <laughs> I've, I've written a song for Toby Maguire that he, if he's interested, he can contact me. It's called What's So Great About Gatsby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only problem I had with the trailers was the moment where you're looking at this like, oh, and Toby Maguire's voice is talking. And I'm like, it's freaking Spider-Man. You've already done this. You can't do that. You can't do like this ominous dark kind of trailer with like Toby Maguire talking over it. The Spider-Man.
3: It didn't help that he was hanging upside down, <laughs> yeah.
1: delivering the monologue. <laughs> <Kissing Gary laughs> I don't know
4: why he. While I don't know why saying, he felt the need to wear the Spider-Man costume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? It's, it's very out of place. Why he's
1: saying, "Don't cry for me, Argentina." <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. confusing. Mulligan, <laughs> right on yeah. the mouth. Yeah. On second thought, this film might suck.
4: <laughs> it's like Scary Movie it was, Six. It was, has
1: every reference. It was
4: interesting <laughs> to cast
1: Great Gatsby with all superheroes. But, <laughs> but I'll go there. I'll go there. Alright, that'll do it for entertainment releases Stay tuned, up next Slices
0: of this week's podcast are brought to you by Jonathan Martin's new book, Prototype. It's the new book Stephen Furtick says will body slam your presuppositions, bear hug your insecurities, and shake the contents of your heart with the gentle violence. Prototype by Jonathan Martin forces you to see Jesus from a perspective you never imagined and changes your understanding of who you are as a child of God. Read Prototype, the highly recommended new book by Jonathan Martin. You can find out more at PrototypeTheBook.com.
1: You're listening to telekinesis, but you already knew that. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, You're
4: thinking of tele- telepathy, I think. I <laughs> telekinesis <laughs> is when you move enough. things like, with your mind. But
1: you already mo- were moved by that because it moved you. <laughs> you guys are
3: dumb. <laughs> this is Blue what- jeans like jazz. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I going to say that again. would like to apologize. <laughs> I was say that again. <laughs>
1: You were just moved by telekinesis. Mm. see that. There worked. it is. Or, yeah. <laughs> I said that you? the first yeah. time. But, uh, <laughs> the song is Empathetic People. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Charlie XCX. That is not a Roman numeral. Charlie XCX with <laughs> Black Roses is the song. That is a great album. Yeah. Yeah. I really like her.
2: What want a Black Rose. Do you? Sure, why not? Kind okay, of, I've been sounds thinking sounds kind about wanting morbid. to buy you some
1: flowers lately. <laughs> what's your favorite? Have you?
2: What's your favorite
1: flower? <laughs> <laughs> well, you I'm like, thinking like about a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> doing
3: something nice for you. <laughs> it can, you know, doing yeah, doing something unexpected and will cross
1: my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it, uh, but I thought like, what's the thing? Because I mean, red roses is cliche, and that's more for like you know Valentine's Day or you know whatever. I
2: do like roses, but probably more. I like other colors, black. right? Black, ones. like black. <laughs>
1: black. <laughs> I'm
4: not
2: sure that. That's so you're like, like a like, jelly bean bag of roses, like creams and pinks or wildflowers. I'm a, I'm a girl. Girl like flowers. wildflowers.
1: Like yeah, literally, like, I could get off the edge of the interstate. You could yeah. totally
2: get off the that. Edge, that that's yeah. You free. could
1: just buy her the album, the single. Yeah, <laughs> just buy the single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. hey
2: like, you log um, into my
4: iTunes. I downloaded the single for yeah. you. They sent us a CD. It doesn't play it's on romantic. any CD player. <laughs> 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 you, got,
0: do
3: you have a <laughs> box <boot-lock laughs> from 1987.
4: Go back to our
1: coffee maker and you can listen yeah, to it. I'm going to play you a song called Black Roses. I've been thinking about this for a while. Trying to do something nice, super, super romantic. Anyway, happy anniversary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse?
3: Okay, so there's been a lot of talk ever since uh, Netflix uh, announced that their new plans for releasing television shows was to release all their seasons right up front uh, so that people can just, just plow through them all at once instead of right. doing the appointment viewing right. like standard right, right, right. Uh, you know, cable does. So Amazon is launched, has launched their own experiment with new uh, television programs where they have 14 original pilots. And they have to choose which ones they're actually going to pay to put in production and release via their streaming service. But instead of allowing executives to choose what pilots are going to be put into production, they're actually letting users go online, watch them all, and they have a voting huh. process and, huh. and some surveys in place where they can choose which ones the company will go on to fund. That's cool. Huh. Interesting. That's a good Ooh. idea. Yeah. So, and some of them are are pretty uh, interesting. One of them is a, a television version of the show Zo- of the movie Zombieland.
1: Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't was that the one where that. the kid worked at a theme park? Oh, that's Adventureland.
4: <laughs> uh, it's the same kid though, but Jesse it's, Eisenberg, it's, but it's right? it's Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. yeah and Emma true. Stone
1: was in it with Woody Harrelson. Didn't he start a social networking website? He did with he Justin did. Timberlake. It did all right.
3: Yeah, it's, 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 called, it's called Vine. <laughs> I'll be honest; I don't get it. Six seconds is nowhere near enough. Uh, so also also among the shows are is is a scripted Onion TV show called Onion News Empire which is it stars Jeffrey Tambor uh, of Arrested Development, and among other things, fame, uh, where it, it's basically a parody show about the inner workings of a cable news network. But there, anyway, there's like 14 different shows from everything from comedy. There's a musical show. And there's a handful of animated children's shows that if you're interested, you can go over to Amazon TV, watch them, and give your input on which ones you think will go into production. But it's just an interesting process that, that they're totally trying to rethink – not only how television shows are delivered, uh, you know, online and all at once, but also how they're even produced.
0: Jesse, how uh, many how many of these shows are they going to greenlight? Have they said?
3: I, I don't think they've announced yet. I think it's going to really depend on how positive the feedback. Because it's not just it's not really a competition. Uh-huh. It's more of they're trying to get feedback about the individual shows themselves. So after you watch a show, you're presented with a questionnaire about. Uh, you know, how much you like the show, what elements you liked, but also they're going to look at uh, online analytics and metrics, like how many referring visits came from social sites, how much uh, a show was shared. So they're going to use those metrics to try to determine what they, what shows they think will be successful instead of just saying, vote for your one favorite. And that, that will win out over the others.
1: All right. What do you
2: have, Maya? Uh, com did a, did a story on this on, how these uh, companies like Pizza Hut and KFCs and Burger Kings and stuff, all their menus here are kind of normal and boring. But overseas in other countries, they do like amazingly like weird things that are on their menus that they they just force meat. Well, yeah, but they just won't bring it over here to the U.S. Why? I don't know. I guess I think it wouldn't it wouldn't succeed. Um, I kind of agree. I just want to see what you guys thought on, about some of these. Mm. Uh, pizza Hut in the Middle East they have a crown crust carnival, which basically is a cheeseburger crown crust pizza. It's got beef and tomatoes and lettuce on it, but then the uh, with a ring of grilled mini cheeseburgers on top of the crust goes around it. Oh my!
4: Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, I love I love cheese. I feel like America would totally pizza. that would yeah that would fl- that would fly in I think America. I would, I'm would say, somebody, that's right up America's. I am surprised alley.
1: somebody beat us to that. You
2: could stuff it stuff the crust with cheese and then put the burgers on there. Give a little American. Well, the, the put, the just is, put
1: the meat in the in the cheese tube. Yeah, oh, make yeah. it like a Stromboli crust.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, like okay. macaroni and beef. Couldn't you just make us like a sandwich, like two cheeseburgers with a slice of pizza between them, and call it good?
3: You're saying it's a ham. Your your idea, Tyler, is how there's a hamburger with it with just jamming a slice of pizza in there. No, no, no. I said two <laughs> che- two, like, two like cheeseburgers.
4: Like there's a, the bun is a cheeseburger cheeseburger each, and like, then like like pizza cheese in between. Like his body. What is if, two cheeseburgers? Right, what if the right. bun was
0: a chicken breast?
4: Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Maybe two chicken breasts, two cheeseburgers, and a pizza. I think they do that. Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, Over in Japan. (laughs) I'm into that
4: one. You're into that one. That that one's, yes. Voted up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Voted up. Uh, KFC over in Japan, they have a Gouda shrimp cutlet sandwich. They call their surf and turf, meaning shrimp and a big old chunk of cheese. Uh, that is deep fried. Sorry, cheese shrimp that. Turf. With, she- yeah. with cheese? That's not, that's not <laughs> true not surf turf. and turf. Yeah. No, Just I understand. Poorly named. <laughs> poorly named. <laughs> but that's what they call Come it. Come on, Japanese. Starts uh, off on the wrong foot. McDonald's in the United Arab Emirates, um, they have a Mega Mac which is bigger than our Big Macs? It's actually four layers of beef and three buns. Nothing
1: says America more than four layers of beef and three buns. Where, that's in that's in the United Arab Emirates.
2: Yeah. Hmm. How did they?
4: Uh, how did people make fun of us for yeah. have for like our gluttony, and we have the apparently the smallest Big
3: Mac in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I had an idea a while back that I really think we could take back our country <laughs> <laughs> because. There's really no excuse for why we don't own this, you know. <laughs> right. It, it's a it's a website. It's sponsored by Hot Pockets. Probably at HotPockets.com. <laughs> sure. I haven't been to HotPockets.com, but we would need that URL. Okay. Okay.
2: We would need to so You go, from you the go there,
3: okay. and there's just a huge list of ingredients. Right. Beef, shrimp, pizza, eggs. You name it. Cheese. All kinds of cheese. And you just start clicking them. Like I want this. I want this. I want double this. I want double that. It's like it's like Nike, it's like making Nike IDs except with hot pockets.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Right? So you just you just make the most insane hot pockets you can and they ship them made to order to your house.
1: <laughs> fresh like Tonks coffee like 24 hours.
3: Yeah, it right. comes hot in, in 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 an envelope. Cuz there's nothing that
1: <laughs> that needs
4: to be fresh Jesse, more than a hot pocket. Jesse couldn't you just like Make this at home. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. I don't have the no. access to the ingredients nor hot pocket <laughs> technology. It's,
4: it sounds like you're describing grocery shopping to me.
1: <laughs> no, but hey, no. hey anything you can buy in a restaurant, you can make at home. Technically, well, yeah, sure. But there's a reason why America wants to click something and not have to do any work.
3: I'm just, just saying it would take me. It would cost a fortune if I bought all those ingredients at the grocery store. I'm talking this should cost the box, the, the price of a box of hot pockets.
4: The the problem with cooking, you have the immediate gratification. With the, with the internet, like there's,
1: they have to do some sort of. It's gonna be
4: like a no, ten day ahead. thing. If you're going for, well, you hey, could set hey, it up like if you're
1: making his version of a hot pocket, you got to plan ahead. You know what I'm saying? You got to set aside some time. That's true. You're gonna be alone. You don't have any plans for the next couple of days and you set aside time to really get into the special Hot Pocket.
3: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> because there's nothing sadder than, than sitting alone eating a Hot Pocket. In Cameron's <laughs> scenario, it's several nights just for one. Pocket. <laughs> it's several nights of solitude instead of that average one where you're like, well, no one called me tonight. You made the mega the Pocket. You made
1: fact- the mega Hot Pocket. I'm talking, you're still eating it one night. You just got to set aside the next couple days for recovery. And in, in yeah. your scenario, you see this coming. <laughs> you're like aware, like
4: misery is impending. I'm going to need a hot pocket. <laughs> yes. Like instead of a last resort,
3: this is your first option. <laughs> it, it, the, the, the tables have turned for hot pocket.
2: You can get like calzones from. That's true. From um, you know Pizza Hut and places. That's I mean, true. You don't you understand. I,
3: mean, I can't go on the Pizza Hut website and, and literally click anything I want in a calzone. I, they true. have limitations. That's true. So I, I want so
2: everything. Sorry, Jesse. It.
1: The Americanness of this is the fact that you want made-to-order really. Highly high fat saturated processed food without any limitations.
3: With no limits. That's no limits. My way, my way, right away, and, and it sends an email. <laughs> That's the tagline. My, my way, way
4: right, right away. away. <laughs> Man, that is America. These colors don't run, man. And
3: and what it does is it takes a picture of your creation and sends an email to the United Arab Emirates. (laughs) Just USA, USA, USA. (laughs) You'll never have this. So, you know, I'm going to patent it in all the countries so only we can have it.
1: You know what? The key would be the key would be to partner up with Amazon because Amazon is deploying in certain metropolitan areas within an hour delivery of your Amazon order. So oh, it's perfect. they're rolling it out they're testing it in New York City they're going to roll it out, and it is the future of shipping will not be twenty four hours to forty eight hour it'll be an hour or later this afternoon. so if Jesse, if you could somehow partner with Amazon, give them a piece of the pie here, you know you it,
3: no the, pun intended the key <laughs> is piece <laughs> of the hot pocket
1: the key is because because I think Tyler I think you guys are right you're not going to plan ahead for a massive not hot in this pocket country. experience no. no. It is. It is a. I need this. It's like an alcoholic who needs a drink. They're going to yeah. need the hot pocket, the special hot. You pocket. You want people to be dependent on these hot right, pocket, like right. yeah. You're going to go
3: with, through withdrawals if you don't have yeah, your right. insane it's custom hot sad, pocket. Uh, like, so you families really need, will be torn apart.
1: You do need same day delivery.
3: Well, I am planning on going to Shark Tank with this, so we'll see what Cube says.
4: You could even. You could even. I mean, if, with, at the rate 3D printers are improving, it's not unfeasible that you could just make this a type of 3D printer.
1: Actually, within 20 years, I would say absolutely. They're doing, they're doing biological tissue now. I, I mean, would, get, I would I'd get that patent out now just Ooh. be ready for it when the technology should
3: hits it. Should oh, start working on- should Jack I- can we hold this podcast another couple weeks while <laughs> yeah, I work we can- up this patent you got it Jesse <laughs> <laughs> should I
2: go ahead and finish or you guys no, no go go ahead. I'm
1: sorry no 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 you uh, sure so we oh, left yeah. off at United Air yeah. And, yeah, and the Big Mac to disgrace our own Big Mac and the, correct <laughs>
2: Um, over in Thailand, Dairy Queen has a green tea blizzard, which actually sounds really good.
1: Yeah, that would do well here. would yeah, yeah. People love green tea. Well, the people here who go to Dairy Queen aren't exactly green tea drinkers. I
3: was going to say, last thing I want when I go to Dairy Queen is something healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure mean, I'm sure it's thing thing not I mean, the healthiest thing I would healthy. eat at Dairy Queen is like one of the chili dogs that they offer. <laughs> at least that has some nutritional value. Sometimes
4: they have strawberries.
2: This one would absolutely not do well over here. It's Dunkin' Donuts over in China, it's a dry pork and seaweed donut. It's a traditional pastry topped with dehydrated and pulverized pig, and globs of seaweed. So there's that. Oh is my, it sweet? Oh my! Gosh. Well, I'm sure it's sweet and savory. Sweet and savory. As one. That is a delicacy.
0: Yeah, because yeah, when I'm eating my seaweed salad at the sushi restaurant, I'm always thinking, man, <laughs> like donuts would just go
3: so well with it. Can, can I ask, that, is pulverized like an official culinary term? Because it sounds <laughs> I, very violent. Yes.
2: <laughs> dehydrated and pulverized pig. <laughs> they, is literally—they
4: they really they took say. this pig down. They mouth off. This slaughterhouse in uh,
2: Germany, Pizza Hut, you can get a mac and cheese pizza. It's got uh, it's the pie with the pasta smothered in uh, cheese sauce. Yeah, that's not fair. That sounds
4: that's that's another one that just sounds like American.
2: That does sound American. And we
4: and yet here we are eating Uh, macaroni pizza like a bunch of lamos.
2: Over in Australia, KFC, you can get the Tower Burger, which is a fried chicken patty topped with hash browns, tomato sauce, cheese, lettuce, and sweet mayo. To, to I think just, that would do well over here. That would do fine. In uh, Burger King over in the UK, they call it jelly and ice cream. It's basically Jello that you can buy. Oh, we have oh, we have
1: Jello here. Yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> so I think that wins. We were we were way ahead of that. So, je- jelly and they ice call cream.
2: it jelly and ice cream, but it's basically Jello. Oh, okay. You can also get nacho fries at Wendy's in Japan. What are nachos? It's a fries? dish of fries topped with guacamole, chili cheese, and jalapeno peppers. Oh yeah, oh, so, yeah. Like, so like that chili cheesesteak Yeah, that, that,
1: with that, with guacamole
4: and peppers. I feel like that has to exist. Yeah, maybe maybe you couldn't. Where was that one at? What Wendy's. restaurant? Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, yeah, Wendy's. Do it, Wendy's. Do it. But that sounds like a good like Applebee's type thing. She said, "Yeah, yeah, you yeah can see, be- hold the guac and peppers. No vegetables. <laughs> <please>. <laughs> what is it, guacamole? What do I look like to you? Some sort of fascist? What do you think? I yeah. drink green no tea? No thanks,
1: hippie. That's <laughs> that's amazing. That's a, that's yeah. a good, that's
2: yeah. that's a good list. So, that was so a good basically, list. what what we're our fast food
0: is born. Well, Americans should feel at home when they travel abroad.
1: All right, all right. You brought a great slice, uh, and and now you 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 have. You have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm sounds like I'm making you. you leave. Don't wow. like... You did, you part. We're
2: recording on a weird day, and I am don't feel like you have staying. things to do. You have
1: places yeah. you to go be. pick up one of those what are we gonna... cheeseburger pizzas.
2: You're starving for dinner. now. <laughs> can, you,
4: can you send us a pizza? <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's laughs> awesome. Well,
1: if we, if we lived in Jesse's world, we could all just click our own. Order hot, hot pocket. Yeah. Yeah. it yeah. be here in an like hour. an hour. Yeah, well, we don't. Yeah. That yeah. We're starving.
3: We'll just be loaded with mashed potatoes and gravy turkey. Thanksgiving Hot Pocket. just invented it right now. Bam. You're welcome. They're just coming to me. You're still. See, are you guys catching the vision? <laughs> uh-huh. I see it.
1: So it's really any sort of full meal that you could ever dream of in convenient pocket form.
3: Yeah, you can get creative, and, and exactly, you don't need, you don't even need like a standard kind of plate kind of operation. The guy just comes with a hot pocket, nothing else. You just eat it, nothing
1: left. Actually, it's very eco friendly. There's not you're not having to waste. Except so for Thanksgiving dinner, all I
4: really have to do is order like what twelve hot pockets. It's
1: really the food of the future. It's very efficient.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's like astronaut food. <laughs> it's like astro- mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It okay. really is. All right, Maya's really Maya's all right. really I'm, stepping out. All right, thanks, Maya. Thanks, Maya. Right. Good luck. See you without me. Uh, we'll, we'll do our best. Think- I don't even the
4: wheels are already try. getting wobbly. I don't even want to
1: think about it.
2: Yeah. All right. okay, I just bye? hit pause now. <laughs>
1: all right, Tyler. What do you have?
4: This isn't even fun anymore. I was really, I'm just really hungry. I was re- I was really counting on Maya to, to play this one off, but well, I I, I brought a little thought piece for us. Uh, in In New York City, the uh, as you know, Bloomberg has been on a crusade to lower the size of sodas that people are allowed to buy, and, and with some qualifications around that. And I don't actually know quite what the status of that one is because last I heard, a judge had blocked that. Yeah, it got
1: blocked, and he gave up
4: and that's the, oh, that was yeah, the end well the,
1: well the courts the court said it was too vague and it was it was too vague uh, like why is it it was like arbitrary that it was isolating certain types of overindulgence of sugar but not others mm-hmm. and it was not uniform because it didn't apply to some drinks but mm-hmm. it, you know
4: but undeterred by, by that loss or that apparent loss he's still trying to find other ways to make his city more healthy and he's raising the age at which you can legally buy tobacco to 21 which is uh, by at least two years the highest smoking age India uh, in, in the country right mm. now and pro- I, I believe in the world so you couldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to buy tobacco until you were 21 years old and this has people a little uh, so far it's proved pretty divisive because New Yorkers don't like to be told what to do. Nobody in America doesn't like to be told. What, nobody likes to be told what to do, mm-hmm. period. And it, his, uh, but there is, obviously, there's a lot of health risks with smoking, a lot more that have been proven than there are with, with soda. So it's going to face an uphill, the same sort of uphill climb that is, that is soda ban would have. And I'm kind of on the fence about that one myself. I'm trying to decide what, why how that one would fly. For the same reason I mean, I, I I'm not a smoker. I, I don't smoke. I don't think people should smoke. But uh but at what point how do you legislate this how do we legislate health? How do we legislate healthy like healthy decisions, people making healthy choices? Uh in, in New York and, and across the rest of the country. It's something that there's been a lot of wrestling with that line between autonomy, letting people do whatever they want and make their own uh Choose their own what risky behaviors are going to indulge in within within limits, and how we help get this country away from well from hot pockets.
3: And, and is it informed at all? Like, is there any is there any less of a chance that you'll become a habitual smoker if you wait till twenty one or eighteen, or is it just arbitrary?
1: I don't know. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers on that. I'm going to not remember the list, but there was a stat I read over the weekend that um, said more five times more people. Die each year from tobacco-related uh, illness than alcohol, blank 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 oh, and blank sure. combined. Oh, I mean, sure. it was like I was actually shocked. I thought alcohol and drunk driving and, and alcohol like disease would have been more, but it was like substantially more. So as a as a health risk, as a financial toll on a a city's on, uh, uh, you know infrastructure things like that, you know, actually isolating tobacco is, is something to try and uh, head off or limit how many of your citizens are you know, you know, using it actually probably does have major financial ramifications if nothing else. Sure. Um, sure. You know, if you're going to go down the road of like 21 seems arbitrary, 18 is arbitrary. Well, it's know. always, you're, you're, yeah, it's gonna but, be arbitrary. But, but that's
3: a legal standard for an adult. It, it's arbitrarily. Well, okay. Then 21, standard, for it's the alcohol is arbitrary.
1: then 21 for alcohol is arbitrary. He's just okay. saying that he finds it as harmful or more harmful than alcohol. So it should be held to the same restrictions. So he's saying 21 and up for both of those vices and if you're a full on adult then fine. But I mean he's equating it to alcohol. That's what I read into it. And and, and by death reaches it's actually it's worse. It's
4: actually more yeah, yeah, more
1: harmful than alcohol
4: is. But,
3: but but it doesn't impair your judgment, which is the problem with alcohol. You know what I mean? And the, particularly the problem with having someone
1: Yeah, but al- it, but alcohol but al- secondhand smoke and all that kind of stuff. And if you walk around New York, I mean, people on their smoke breaks is Secondhand smoke is actually a big deal, even though it's banned inside. You know, I mean, so you are if if a guy's standing outside drinking, you don't have secondhand alcohol, but you do have it's secondhand. Not anyway, so it is it, it is an issue of the individual yeah. choice does affect other citizens on both of them, but they're yeah. different. But We're they're different. Neither of them are in isolation. I think all he's doing is equating it as a health risk as serious, even though statistically it's more so. Than alcohol, He's trying to just, I guess he's just picked 21 to say, hey, if it's 21 for alcohol, it's 21 for tobacco because they're both killers. That's, all I th- I th- I, that's what I read it as. And actually, from that mindset, it kind of makes sense. Just looking at it objectively, and if you are of the conviction or, or stats play out that it is harmful to public health as alcohol and alcohol is treated this way, we need to equate them. It makes sense and doesn't seem arbitrary at all. There would be very few other things that would fall into that category. I'm trying to think what they might be. I mean,
3: well, I mean, heart heart disease is a, is a major but
1: heart disease doesn't affect anybody but you.
3: Well, it, it affects the public health care system.
1: That's true. So there would be a financial. So there's a the public mm-hmm. cost to it. But both alcohol and tobacco would have harmful effects to your other citizens outside of just health care costs. You know, yeah. secondhand smoke, drunk driving. Uh, you know, domestic abuse and the drunken rage, things like that. There are other effects that you know your arteries are clogging up. You know, wouldn't yeah. have yeah. have happened. Yeah,
3: no, that's a good point.
1: And most of the time, too, if your arteries are that bad, you're going to become a health risk. You're just going to drop dead anyway. There's not. I mean, you are talking about your core demographic for your hot pocket invention, though. Yeah.
3: Well, that's my. Let's be. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this. That's my real concern. <laughs> <laughs> because if they start with cigarettes, then how's my Hot Pocket invention gonna eat how, green more? How far, for? How far this can online hot This thing is, is the most dangerous public, <laughs> public health introduction.
1: So yeah. the, the stat that I that I forgot, the stat that I read and forgot in five years will say Five times more deaths by hot pocket uh-huh. than by alcohol, tobacco, and 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 combined.
4: Oh, I would. I'm say. gonna have
3: whole lobby organizations. <laughs> I would
4: say like leading causes of death. You're looking at you're looking at stroke, cancer, hot pockets. Jesse, it'll be have your name on it. <gasps> Jesse Carey's hot pocket <laughs> website they,
3: on on the box like I'm legally <laughs> required to put. A picture of, like, an old withered heart.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and a public- I, I have to show what a pulverized pig looks like. <laughs> Which
1: most people will mistake for the actual food item on the inside. <laughs> this is what the cooked hot pocket looks oh, like.
3: Oh, this one's got meatballs.
1: <laughs> no, that's a heart, sir. That's, a, that's, what your that's heart an old withered heart. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. I'll take five. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next... Don Miller
3: if you not
0: Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by the Common English Bible, a translation to touch the heart and mind. Look up your favorite verse and learn more at commonenglishbible.com.
6: You're so
2: much lighter night forget the times I can't keep your mind off. You're
1: listening to Data Romance. The song is Can't Keep Your Mind Off from their uh, brand new album, Other. Well, if you're a reader of Relevant, I'm pretty sure you know our next guest. Uh, Donald Miller is a New York Times bestselling author of multiple books, including uh, Blue Like Jazz and others. He's also the founding director of Storyline, uh, an organization that helps people live better stories. They have an event and a really cool website, and and he has a book out uh, called Storyline as well. He, about a year and a half ago, released a movie that he co-wrote the screenplay for, Blue Like Jazz, uh, which was filmed in Portland and Nashville in 2009, and then released uh, last year. We definitely to talked to him about that. And he's also the founder of The Mentoring Project, uh, a nonprofit foundation, which is working to recruit 10,000 mentors through 1,000 churches to answer to the crisis of fatherlessness in America. Um, I've been friends with Don for a while. We actually went to the Middle East uh, last fall together and um, it it was fun catching up with him. Here's a little bit of my conversation with Donald Miller. So you were on our cover uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. and. a lot's happened in in your career and your story since then and and kind of the main thing is that your kind of seminal work uh, Blue Like Jazz was uh, made into a movie which you were a co-writer on Uh, what was that like?
5: Well that well it was was really interesting Cameron I mean we made a film and uh, you know I was very heavily involved in writing the movie and then there was years where we just couldn't raise money and then a Kickstarter campaign helped us raise money. And then I actually gave all of my money to the film. Uh, I gave, I sold my house. I had everything I had was in the movie. And, um, so there was a huge risk for me in that it would just sort of break even. And so there was a lot of tension. There's a lot of mixed emotions. Uh, I liked the film, but I didn't love it. I didn't love the first 15 minutes of it. And I didn't love the last three or four minutes of it, which are very important parts of a movie. And and so it was kind of weird to go around promoting it and going, man, I just wouldn't have done that. It's such a collaborative effort. You're not, it, it's not your project. It's the project of a bunch of different people with a bunch of different tastes, and and it's only a partial reflection of, of if you're the writer, it's only a partial reflection. And yet, it's got my name on it. It's about a fictional version of me. It's about my best-selling book. I mean, just talk about a being John Malkovich kind of ego confusing season that was probably it and uh and so uh but that's that's the honest part of it the other part of it is we made a film and that and it is extremely difficult to make a film and get it released in theaters and have anybody like it and 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 so even though the the movie wasn't reviewed terribly well i'm 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 very proud of it as a creative work that we actually just got it done Mm -hmm. and you can watch it and even if you don't like it, you're still entertained. You don't, it doesn't look like a cheap movie. Right. It, it looks like a real movie, it, like, like it should compete in theaters. And, uh, and that part of it is kind of like, you know, we sent a man to Mars. You know, <laughs> we actually sent a man to Mars. We know that he died there. But we, but he, we did send a man to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so I, I'm super proud. It, it's, it was a, a big pivotal moment in my career and my life to be able to accomplish that.
1: But it's not the movie you saw in your head.
5: No, I mean, it is. I think it's better than the movie that I saw in my head. Uh, I think it exceeded my expectations in terms of how well it was done and how professional it was done. It just didn't. Sometimes you write something and it's really beautiful and then you get it on paper and a month later you read it and you just go, huh, I thought that would be more lasting than it actually was. And to some degree, I feel that way about the film, that, that it, it exceeded my expectations. And yet, when you watch it in a theater, it we thought it was this very sort of rough and risky kind of movie. And when, we, when I saw it in the theaters, I thought, oh, you know, it feels like an edgy Hallmark film. Like it, because in the theater, you're so used to seeing even Christians, evangelicals, they, they leave their morality at the door when they go to the theater. And they can watch extreme violence mm. and nudity and profanity and, I mean, stuff that is very against our evangelical Nature or morality, and yet for some reason it's completely excusable in film. And so, when we put up something of a Christian movie that was edgy and would kind of fit in the theater, because we were Christians, it still seemed like we held back an awful lot. So, we were getting criticism from evangelicals who said you shouldn't have this kind of language or this kind of doubts in a Christian film, it really should be a film with an altar call that has this very confident message. Then, from Right. The normal theater-going crowd—they were just like, "This is a really clean movie." Like my college experience was way more crazy than this. This isn't even realistic. So we're just sort of getting criticism from both sides, and it's very hard to very hard to walk a happy medium in today's culture. You know, what would you have done differently? Oh, what would I have done differently?
1: Would you have still put all your money into it?
5: you know, when you have a book that really takes off, everybody tells you, they pull you aside and say, Hey, this is never going to happen again. You need to save your money because you're going to be poor and pay off your house or whatever. And I did that. I paid off my house and, uh, I lost it all. And it was, that was also very hard knowing within three or four days that of the movie opening that I wouldn't, I would not be, I would, I was back to where I was when I was 21 financially. And, um, but that was also looking back that's been a year it was I, I see it as God orchestrating that in my life and taking away some of my security and comfort and uh and you know I had a house that was featured in a magazine and now I live in a I live in a four hundred square foot apartment and uh mm-hmm. I drove a really nice new Audi and now I drive a, a twenty year old <laughs> volkswagen van you know so it's and and yet i'm I promise you Cameron I'm happier now than I was then. And it's just one of those strange blessings that you, you hate the fact that it happened. Uh, and then you just go, but, and yet I'm happier and yet my life is more manageable now. And, uh, I don't put, I'm not afraid of losing anything because I don't have anything to lose. And the, the next book that I'm writing is about that experience, about having everything taken away and learning to find happiness outside of sort of an american measurement of success and it's actually it's actually really true i wouldn't i wouldn't want it back i really wouldn't
1: so a lot of people you know who've read your books and know you associate you with the pacific northwest right and would be surprised to know that you now live in washington dc right how how in the world did that happen why why are you in dc <laughs> you're not a political person at all
5: well i mean i'm political in the sense that you know they drive me crazy, like everybody else. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it's not about politics. Uh, although I live, I live five blocks from the Capitol Dome. It's just right over there. You can see it when you walk around my neighborhood. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, it's a long story, Cam. But uh, you know, you know a lot of it because we're friends. But uh, I'm 41 and have never been married, and yet dated eight or ten <laughs> girls. Not very many, but uh, and kind of went through some hard time and took off almost a year without dating. And, um, and then ran into an old friend in D.C., and we've been friends for years. We, we only talk maybe once or twice a year, and then really just thought this is a really quality girl. We started dating, and a year into that dating, it, it was time for me to move out here and be closer to her. And so that's the real reason I came. Plus, I would sold my house. A couple of very dear friends were leaving Portland and it, the place just no longer felt like home. I never, ever thought I would leave Portland, Oregon, but the place really just no longer felt like home. And, uh, and so I moved out here and it's been fantastic. I'm very, very surprised at how much I love this city. There's a pastor here by the name of Mark Batterson yeah. who has a church. And, uh, I've always been a fan of Mark's and we, we've met a couple times, but he, he probably wouldn't really know anything about me. But, um, uh, I, I got to get together with him the other day, and and the work that he is doing in this city, which is really just Jesus' work. The guy yeah. is a spiritual giant, and yet you can just sit and talk to him, and you're not the least bit intimidated. He's just so such a wonderful personality. So, he, and I live about three blocks from a coffee shop that he 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 and his church created, and
1: oh, I know your neighborhood then. Yeah, so Ebenezer's, so, Ebenezer's, yeah.
5: yeah, and sure. they have just dramatically affected. This, this area in such a hugely positive way that uh, it, it's it's just a wonderful city and a wonderful vibe, and what Mark is doing in the city. And then there's so many other great churches in the area, too. How long are you there, do you think? Well, we're trying to figure out what, what's next. Um, I was th- thinking about getting a master's degree from uh, Dan Allender up at the Seattle School, which I highly recommend to anybody who wants a counseling degree. Uh, but that would be a huge commitment. And so uh, we also want to spend time in Nashville, where my company is all based in Nashville, and I really do need to spend time with the team there. Uh, so just just trying to figure that out. Um, not not exactly sure, but there will be a move within the next four or five months. I won't be in DC permanently.
1: So okay, talk to me about your team in Nashville. It's the storyline team. T- tell me yeah. tell me about storyline.
5: Storyline is, uh, I wrote Million Miles in a Thousand Years, which is a book about living your life like a story. Right. And since then, with all the stuff that's happened, to we really have studied what is it that gives a person a deep sense of meaning. And so we have created a life plan that isn't about uh, being more productive, although it helps you be more productive. It's not about winning or being successful or any of that. It's about experiencing a deep sense of meaning. And a part of this is because in the line of work that I do, I, I went through a couple of years where I was interviewing very famous people, billionaires, NFL coaches, politicians, uh, uh, ma- uh, major athletes, um, and I wanted to know what it was that made each of them successful. And what I discovered was that not, not just these people, but a lot of people who are extremely successful and get what everybody's trying to get in America aren't actually happy. And so then that made me study what is it that makes somebody happy? And there are three elements, and most of them come from this psychologist named Viktor Frankl, but having a project that you are working on that is good for the world, sharing your life with someone or a community of people who love you, and then, very interestingly, redeeming the events of your past. So going back and those things that were very hard that happened to you, kind of circling them and saying, okay, what can God do with this uh, to redeem it, to make it beautiful that it happened? Um, for instance, me losing all my money, I can circle that and say, you know what? that That's no fun. It's not that it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. But it did teach me that my security was in money and it needs to be somewhere else. It taught me that I can be happy uh, without it. It taught me uh, you know, on and on and on. Once you redeem the hard things of your past, the You're not bitter about them anymore, and you just have a deeper sense of meaning and a greater sense of happiness. So those are the three elements that really make somebody happy, for real. It's not money. It's not fame. It's not glory. It's those three things, and it works. And so we've taken now 10,000 people through a life plan where they sit. uh, Sometimes it takes a week to go through it, but they sit and create this life plan based on heading toward a deep sense of meaning rather than heading toward fame, money, glory, The things that the average American believes will make them happy. So it's sort of the anti-self-help movement, and uh, and we love it. We simply love it. So we have these conferences. They're Christian conferences, but we have a diversity of guests that come in. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable when our guest is dropping the F bomb. Every (laughs)
1: it's like, oh
5: no, I'm having a heart attack here. Uh, But we're just not a normal Christian organization. We we're seeking and pursuing meaning and truth and. Our community is amazing. Our, the community of people who come to Storyline are some of the most intelligent, objective thinkers. And then an enormous part of our demographic are people who are extremely successful, but it hasn't worked for them. So now they're looking for meaning instead of just money, fame, and glory. And it's so beautiful to work with those people because they have the resources in, to change the world and the skill sets to change the world. And so we like to take those folks and point them in a different direction and watch them have an enormous impact.
1: So the three things that you learned. I mean, anybody can pivot their life to, yeah, to do a project that makes the world better. Anybody can, if they're open, you know, look in their past and 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 do the third thing. But the, but the second one kind of strikes me. You know, having somebody in your life that you love
5: yeah. to share your life.
1: Yeah, to share your life. It's almost like not everybody can do that.
5: Well, it, you would think it would be the easiest one because. Mm-hmm it just requires, and so, but there is a, there is a learning curve. You're absolutely right, Cameron. I mean, it, it's about being vulnerable. It's about being open. Um, it's about letting people know who you really are. It's about risking rejection. It's about being faithful to somebody. Hmm. Uh, it's about, I mean, I've had to learn that, you know, you know, with Betsy and my relationship, and I would say we have an extremely healthy relationship. We just show a lot of grace to each other and we don't, we don't, we don't have very many battles. You know, if if I have a bad day, she's quick to forgive. If she has a bad day, I'm quick to forgive because we understand that a deep sense of meaning comes from us being connected. And if we lose our connection, both of us will have, you know, we'll we'll struggle. And, uh, so, you know, we're in it together. And then even in a, in a community sharing my life with, uh, a small group of people around me, I just attend a church here that has kind of accepted me in and, An Episcopal church with an Irish pastor who came over from Dublin. It's really, (laughs) it's a fun, fun group. Uh, But I think understanding like this, these people are the key to my health. You know, so but but I I do think that is available to every person. Uh, They just, we just all have to learn the skill sets, the relational skill sets to to find that deep sense of meaning in each other. But it is true, you do. And you can also, I should say, you can find it with God. I I don't think God um, alone can give us a deep sense of meaning. A lot of evangelicals are going to misunderstand me. But when I say a deep sense of meaning, I'm not talking about, you know, salvation through Christ. God meets our God need, but there's also a need for meaning that we have as just creatures. It's a biochemical thing that actually happens in your brain, and it's met through those three areas, But God has said, if you want a deep sense of meaning, you're going to have to connect with each other. And so we have to connect with each other in order to create a deep sense of meaning.
1: You've probably had more happen in your life in the last year and a half than anybody else I know. Uh, I don't. Is that good? Should well, I, I don't I, know. I mean, I just I'm, I go to bed and cry. <laughs> there's this. There's this tent pole for me of when you were on our cover. You know, I mean, I just yeah. that that was a moment in time.
5: And I'm so honored by that. That was so fun. I I love. Is that narcissistic of me? <laughs> I, it was so
1: fun. But I'm just saying, like, I like. There's this moment in time that's frozen for me of that Don Miller, and then just to see, you know, uh, that was kind of pre-movie. You were working on the movie. And, and that was one of the reasons why it was the right moment for the covers the movie is about to come out yep. and then to see kind of how the movie did your thoughts on the movie in its final form to see then the life changes, you moving coasts, um, the, the emergence of storyline and, and all of that. I mean, just professionally, I don't think I've seen anybody do such or have so much changes you have. Where are you now, and what do you see on the horizon? Like, what's getting your heart excited? What's next?
5: Well, I um, I got to tell you, man, I am uh, taking care of those three areas of your life works, and I I have never been so sort of emotionally healthy. I don't Mm -hmm. think in my life, and and I'm saying that in a 400 square foot apartment, (laughs) having (laughs) lost everything, I just have never, and I'm not delusional or or in denial. it really works, and um, and I'm so grateful. I would not have found that unless God had taken everything away. And and I shouldn't say the movie failed because, you know, that's kind of like saying we were trying to send a man to Mars, but we only made it to the moon. Uh, you know, when you try to release a movie in a major, major national release, we had an enormous number of people go see the film, and an enormous number of people like it. We just needed a couple million more bucks to do television advertising if we were really going to. Right. make it work. So, so a huge success and yet it was a huge, an even bigger risk. Um, so, but what's exciting to me is just the fact that I finally found something, Kim, cam- I mean, I've written a lot of books where people come to me and they say that book really helped me and that, and, and they say, you're a great writer, you're very entertaining. Um, but it's really only through storyline that people have come to me and said, you know what, we adopted a kid because of what, what this book taught us or, and we, you know, uh, we got married or the and and it's fun to finally find something that you can actually tangibly say this is changing lives. That is really exciting and fulfilling for me to work on projects that are deeply changing people's lives. So, that is storyline life planning. We're launching storyline for business where we do business consulting helping people find meaning in their work and in their careers and we're doing that with a couple uh, enormous corporations that have brought us in to help them with through through that. Basically, when they bring in employees, new associates, we help them map out a career path uh, in that giant corporation that gives the person a deep sense of meaning. And we ask, how can this corporation help you find a deep sense of meaning? Wow! So that increases employee engagement, decreases turnover, increases their great places to work metrics and so forth. So it's really valuable to them. And then I, I want to Start five years from now, I really want to start thinking about Storyline for Peace, where we basically help with conflict negotiation. So people, you and I went to Israel, for example, and we saw a lot of tension in that region. And I I would love to to sort of raise up an army of people who can go into a region and help people tell each other their stories and be mediators. Even with a couple who's getting a divorce, a church that's going through a split, an an Israeli and a Palestinian sitting across from each other— just train a group of people who can who can uh, mediate uh, tension and that that's we are just beginning to think about that sort of thing it's at least five years away but to me that's a neat point on the horizon saying you know i want to head here i want storyline to go here
1: don and i actually ended up talking for a while and it was fascinating to hear the entire interview, head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. And for more, check out donmilleris.com or follow him on Twitter at Donald Miller. You're listening to Alan Stone. The song is celebrate tonight. Come on. It's a remix. Okay, it's time for relevant recommends. What do you have, Chad? You kick it off. Uh, my recommend this week is
0: as an artist that I've been listening to a lot this week, um, the name of the of the band or the group is Data Romance. The name of the album is Other. And if you're a fan of, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to list a lot of artists. And you tell me if you're fans of them. And then imagine throwing them all into a pot, stirring it up. This would be Data Romance. Um, Kai Kai, Fantagram, mm-hmm. Purity Ring, Metric. Any fans of any of those out there? Oh, just, yeah, just just to, I would say. I would uh, say throw, like throw them into in a melting rain. pot. Yeah, and, uh, and that would be Data Romance. Uh, this album, Other, just came out this a uh, couple weeks ago and uh it's just great electronic ambient electronic female fronted music really really good stuff here's a clip of data romance
4: All right, what do you have, Tyler? Well, I uh, I finally saw and this has been out for uh, for a few weeks now, but I finally went and saw uh, Place Beyond the Pines with oh, uh, Bradley yeah. Cooper and Ryan Gosling, and I thought it was a really really good, really well-done story. Uh, it was it was from the director of Blue Valentine, which I which I I saw and, and and that was a that was a very um uh, if you saw you know it was a very blue valentine film.
1: that was that Elvis film from 19 19- It was yeah it was yeah. Elvis yeah. Elvis, 16, Elvis yeah. Pr- famous yeah. Elvis Presley it film it felt just like an Elvis film sort of got <laughs> that
3: director is very old
4: <laughs> sort, sort of put Elvis on the map blue valentine in 2001 <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. um
4: blue valentine was, was pretty cynical towards uh towards love and romance not and, like 18 year old tyler shit. Not, th- at the no, Olympics. institute a, when i saw it i was it, it didn't hit me where i was at because I, I was in love with everybody um, <laughs> you wouldn't have light to the lostness was that the quote <laughs> i don't think i said that <laughs> i don't remember saying that's something that even 18 year old tyler would have said he said it okay <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded history <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but I, but Place Beyond the Pines caught me by surprise because first of all, it's all, when you're when you look at the previews or the or the marketing, all you see is Ryan Gosling, and he's in it uh, not very much. After about the first 15 minutes, he he
0: disappears. Mm. But uh, spoiler alert! It's more
4: of a he doesn't. I didn't say anything about dying.
0: He didn't. Yeah, but for he, the but ladies he, that want to go see Ryan yeah. Gosling, if this yeah. is, if
4: it, so, if that you're a lot so, of time.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. Hey, maybe not just the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: right. It's, it's 2013. I'll go see the first 15
3: minutes. <laughs>
4: Lots of people might want to see. I'll a movie go with Ryan Steve
0: Carell, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, the, yeah, that one. Yeah, I'll yeah. go watch Drive again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this one is a. It's it's more of a Bradley Cooper movie. So everybody, rest assured, there's plenty of big name actors in it and it's a really it's a really interesting look at really at fathers at, at fatherhood and the the legacy that they passed down to their sons and uh it, it's not nearly as uh not nearly as negative or as as cynical as a blue valentine was it takes a much more uh a look at, at choice and how much our choices matter and it, it's beautifully shot the music is really really excellent and bradley coop for you know I, w- I kind of stayed off the Bradley Cooper train for a long time because I just knew him as hop the Hangover right on, guy, hop right on. but he's a he's but, a good actor. But man. he's a good actor. Yeah, that yeah. that uh, what what did he win for last second? I Silver Linings, playbook. Silver Linings Playbook, of course, really showed us that he can't act, and, and he does a he turns in a great
1: performance. Movie. Awesome. What do you have, Jesse?
3: Okay, so mine's a, a little bit different. Again, it's another uh, technology recommendation. It's the uh, app that you can purchase in the in the app store. Uh, uh, for this American Life, the the podcast. I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you probably like to listen to uh, some others with some regularity and audio books. Yeah, and, and and books from Audible, <laughs> Audiblepodcast.com dot com slash Relevant. You probably get a lot there. Um, but but this is a really cool app. It's only two ninety nine. Uh, and, and in addition to having a lot of little features about the, the new episodes come out for $3. You get access to a streaming archive of every episode, uh, that the show's ever produced, which for $3 is a really good cost. If you want to download them, it's 99 cent in episode. But if you're, uh, you, you know, just kind of, uh, Uh, using a phone or something, you still have access to this massive library of a really great radio show. And I'll go ahead and recommend an episode if if you download the app and and are looking through the archives. It came out in 2005, and if you're interested in the kind of the history of uh, an interesting era in the evangelical church, the episode is called Heretics. Um, and it looks at the case of a pastor in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this is before Love Wins, and this is before uh, sort of the emerging church, but a pastor who embraced a, a theology that challenged conventional views on, on heaven and hell, huh. and sort of the, the fallout that ensued for him. It, it's a really interesting episode, it has a, some interesting background about Oral Roberts and the rise oh. of the evangelical church. The episode's called Heretics, and it's in the, the archive.
1: All right, that'll do it for Relevant Recommends. Stay tuned up next. We look at the brand new issue of Relevant Magazine. Like
6: Time passes the constant stay. So if that is how it is, I don't want to be a star. Stone on the shore, frame to war,
1: when everything's listening to James Blake, song is Overgrown, from I his new album Okay, well every other month we uh, pull the editorial team in here and we uh, tell you a little bit of behind the scenes A little director's commentary, a little director's cut about the new issue of Relevant Yeah the May, June issue just released, and uh, we invited in uh, to join our now uh, semi permanent podcast member and managing editor, Tyler Huckabee. We brought in content development editor Stephanie Smith.
6: Hello, hello.
1: And uh, still with us on the line for the first time, Jesse Carey's joining us. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, because Jesse is, is now part of the editorial team that put together this issue. So we thought from time to time he might chirp in with something.
3: There's a, sl- there's a, there's a slim chance that I may offer something of value. but
1: um, Okay, so the, the new issue of Relevant is um, a fun one. It's, it's great for summer. Uh, we just wanted to kind of give you some of the highlights and some of the behind the scenes uh, of uh, how the issue came together. The cover story is on one of the bands that's absolutely huge right now, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, if you aren't aware, uh, in the last month uh, has played SNL. Uh, they headlined Coachella. They um, are a Grammy award-winning international band. Their new album came out uh, a week or two ago, and, uh, and, and they've culminated their journey toward national acclaim being on the cover of Relevant. (laughs) (laughs) They're uh, playing, they're headlining Lollapalooza this year. Uh, Great music. Actually, here's a clip of their new album, Bankrupt. Uh, so we had a, a writer, one of our favorite music journalists, uh, Laura Studeris, who is an LA-based writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she flew to meet the band in New York for us, uh, where we also flew an LA-based photographer all the way to New York. Maybe we need to find some L- uh, New York-based <laughs> yeah. writers and if photographers. You, if, you, if you know anyone in New York who likes to write,
6: let us know. We're flying we'll, people we'll across
1: across the country. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and they met uh, there at the hotel. Spent uh, two different times with them. Uh, Laura did a great piece where they actually not only talked about their journey making the new album but also about their faith growing up catholic in, in uh, france and they are not from phoenix if anybody's confused they are french and they actually had a lot to say it was fascinating great and, uh, great interview
4: and uh, actually laura laura's a very accomplished music journalist she's written about a lot of bands and she sent me an email saying that uh that her interview with phoenix was the what she considers the best interview she's ever done mm-hmm. wow And you can read all about it in relevant magazine
1: Uh, There's a lot in the issue, if you're not a music fan or a Phoenix fan, uh, what's wrong with you, number one? But uh, there's a lot in the issue, uh, kind of exploring the range of what we're about. Um, One of the articles that'll be pretty memorable is one we titled The Separation of Church and Hate, which uh, really came out of things we were observing during the political season and after, uh, where very prominent Christian uh, leaders were saying very divisive and loud things in the name of God, and we kind of, as a as an editorial team, really kind of started discussing like, is it serious? Are we going down the road that you really have to be bigoted and angry to be a good Christian now? Like, is there another way? And and uh, we decided to explore it in this future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And often
6: on social media is what we were we were discovering that now with all these public platforms, anyone, famous church thinkers and leaders and pastors, but any of us can just spout off whatever our thoughts are, um, on the latest controversy and the reactions to that can be quite varied. I'm sure you can't think of a possible, uh, example in your own life of (laughs) ever, ever seeing something like this, uh, that's made you mad. Somebody's status update that's just made you tick. And, um, we were seeing it a lot and thought, you know, this is a big question. What do we, you do if you have convictions and standards that you're not willing to compromise but are going to be perceived as intolerant or bigoted or closed-minded? And how do we we need a new way to articulate that? So this article, it definitely addresses the problem, but I think it goes beyond that too into, you know, a way forward from here.
1: Another interesting piece, uh, kind of looking at societal trends, is... is uh you know that our our entire readership is is moving to the city. I mean, I think like eighty plus or eighty five percent of our of our readership uh, lives in a metropolitan area, not rural, and 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 is moving from rural to urban, and in that it is changing the cities. Uh, a lot of twenty somethings moving into a city is you know the only affordable place is. You know, on 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 the areas that mm-hmm. you know are yeah. are emerging, you could say, yeah. and and the issue of gentrification is becoming actually an issue that we're not thinking a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the longstanding fabric of a neighborhood is radically changing as our generation is moving to the city, and so we did a piece on um, on that and how Christians and the church can be bridge builders versus you know just people who are kind of taking what they want regardless of what kind of. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, shrapnel there mm-hmm. is. Or. Mm. This issue's, you know, kicking off kind of summer. And so uh, Jesse wrote a piece, 10 uh, Epic Things to Do This Summer. It's a call to action. It's a, it's a mandate.
3: There's c- certain stories that are a lot of fun to write. I mean, most things when you, when you write, you enjoy writing. But this one was fun to put together and try to think of things. Might, the, the challenge, I didn't want to make them totally off the wall. Because that's the challenge, you know that that's the easy thing to do. It's just to make them insane. But things that were actually feasible that, if you wanted to, you could do this summer. That would certainly be memorable.
1: I love the idea, Bob Goff style, of living every day to remember it. And uh, this, if you did any of these things, you would remember this summer. And that's awesome because. I mean, how many summers? Even I mean, a yeah. how many weekends do you remember? How many yeah. summers do you remember in the last ten years? You know, so take the challenge and try to do Jesse's entire list. That would be awesome.
3: Yeah, I'd be extremely impressed if you do the entire list. But if you, but like Cameron said, if you just do one or two, I think you'll 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 look back and remember this summer.
1: On the culture side, uh, this is the issue. We moved it, actually, for the first time in 10 years. We moved it, or maybe nine years. uh, We moved our our annual music guide back an issue because our our March issue is our anniversary, and we want to take more space for that. So we moved our, our annual music guide to the May issue. And uh, and we took it a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was it was it was really we got a uh,
4: we got a panel together of of music of music experts. We had Laura Stodaris, who is a music journalist. We had Andy Barron, who's a photographer of a, of a lot of really really great bands, a very accomplished band photographer. Propaganda, who uh, who relevant readers will remember, we uh, we interviewed him recently in the Jan Feb in our January February issue, and, uh, and you. he's a rapper in L.A. and uh, the an esteemed music...
1: Uh-huh. I mean, S- I, I don't want to say music legend. It's actually... I told Tyler after I read it, it was... We've been doing this for a lot of years. We've tried a lot of different nuanced variations of it. We This, we kind of blew up the model. And then we also profiled several artists we're mm-hmm. excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the most entertaining, accessible, I wanted to read this piece that we've done. I think in years past, we would probably veered a little too insider-y music snobby. Kind of music nerd. Yeah. yeah. And this was just talking about people who love music and what they love about it and what they're excited about this year. It was really accessible and really really good. If you get our iPad issue, it is an experience unto itself. Every band that's mentioned in the iPad, you know, as you're reading it, touch their name in 30 seconds of their of their hit single or their latest musical play. Mm-hmm. The, the music videos throughout, the multimedia experience on the music guide on the iPad is phenomenal. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's they, did great, they did a great, great job. Yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, we also, on the culture side, talked to the cast of The Office. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this May, uh, it, it is bidding adieu. Say whatever you think about how many years they've gone, but you know it was definitely a game-changing show and it's had some incredibly memorable uh, characters and episodes. And it was really interesting to sit down with most of the cast we got a
6: lot of them together yeah Yeah,
1: rain wilson was again jenna um uh, we had john krasinski who plays mm -hmm. jim uh ed helms who plays andy yep they were all there talking to us about kind of you know what their what their thoughts are as they walk out the door and uh it was really it was a really touching piece it was really really, cool they
4: were really nice like they were they were obviously very touched and very emotional about it and and I'm like, I'm like almost everybody. I feel like it's gone on a little long. Like if it had left a few years ago, I don't think I would have cried any tears. But it's been around for a long, like I remember in college, yeah, sitting down and watching this with friends. It's just been there. You're just hey. get
1: home from your shift at Hollister. Yeah, and <laughs> <just>, I just <laughs> kick off my flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot more in the issue. Um, slices uh, the drop introduces you to some great artists. Uh, reject apathy. Tackle some pretty heavy issues. Um, there's a lot more. If you want to get the current issue, it's available in newsstands nationwide. Uh, if you're if you're impatient and have certain technological devices, you can uh, get it on the iTunes store. And, and really, the iPad edition on this one is it's stunning. It's incredible. It's stunning. Yeah, um, Check that out. Uh, if you're a print subscriber, you get access to the iPad for free. Uh, you obviously probably already have it. It's in your mailbox. Um, go out and check your mail. If you're not a subscriber and you're on the fence... You can actually view this issue uh, on our website. Um, if you go to the current issue page, just click the tab for current issue. Uh, it'll take you to a page where all these articles, you can access them as a web article. That's premium. It's for subscribers only. But even non-subscribers can look at the digital replica edition, which you can flip through on our website. Now, it's not an ideal reading experience. We hope you will subscribe to the magazine. But if you're curious about it and want to check out the mag, uh, it's available there at relevantmagazine.com. Alright, well thank you guys for joining us uh, Stay tuned Up next, your feedback and I don't really feel like singing right now
6: Cause I don't really feel like bringing you down All my life all I did was run God forgive me for the things I've done Our hearts are one and I know it, it's true You can never get around
1: What you gotta go through You're listening to Griffin House song is Go Through It Listen, if there's a house full of griffins The last thing I'm gonna do is go through you it can, You couldn't, You go around that sucker You couldn't force you me You burned that house what are, what are,
3: <laughs> <laughs> You wanna be responsible for unleashing a bunch of griffins? <laughs> No, don't open the door.
4: Yeah, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you go through it? See how you like it. It's from their album Balls.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> clearly we're not the target audience. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Well, normally we would uh, do our feedback segment here. And we will attempt to in some way. The only problem being everything is all wonky. Everything is all out of order. And we have no feedback because None. we're we're... We're, we're, we're messing with you. Because we're in the future. <laughs> That's right. We are in the future. But next week's show will be uh, recorded on on the normal schedule. Uh, so we can do a question of the week this week. Uh, this is also where we would do any corrections and apologies. However, having not yet recorded last week's podcast... Eh, we assume we did fine. We didn't we did even know in the future, what we got, got wrong. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we assume yeah. we did fine. Our, was,
4: our, our fact-checking technology is so advanced, <laughs> we didn't even make mistakes We, we checked
1: above reproach, was yeah, how one reviewer described last week's
4: podcast. A+++.
6: <laughs>
4: so,
3: no one offended.
1: <laughs> so we'll jump right to this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, so earlier in the show, if you, list, if you think back, uh, we 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 discussed that a couple weeks ago. One of our our listeners uh, unearthed the old the old Tyler Huckabee freshman bio. Oh yeah, I'd already forgotten the about one do, that. I think it was called "One to Watch." The internet has in
3: Tyler, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it got us thinking about you know, oh, wide eyed. Optimistic, Tyler Huckabee. I believe you called him earnest,
3: and, and, and I know we're giving you our time, but there is an ad, your, your your disposition and outlook was is very was very admirable.
1: Okay, yeah, for a college student. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it got us thinking. You know, we did discuss like. Should the question of the week be, is there anything about you on the internet that you wish didn't exist? But then we thought that could get very dark very fast. So we we, we thought... So many things. Yeah. So we thought... (laughs) (laughs) If you could... Don't Google our names. (laughs) If you could go back to the you of 10 years ago and say anything, what would it be?
3: Man. And a couple of little stipulations here. We want to keep this fun. Like, make it life advice. Don't make it like buy Google stock. Or,
4: <laughs> but we want to keep it fun. We we're trying to keep this pretty
3: light. Like, so, yeah, we're, not, probably, we're not talking about are not talking about. We don't the way want. you see the world.
1: No spoiler alerts. So you can't. Right. Give, you can't give the ten years ago you any spoiler alerts. But it's more the advice. I, I. You know something now that you wish you knew then. I might. I might like go tell freshman. Freshman year, Tyler Huckabee.
4: Uh,
0: to lose the
4: t-shirt over button-up shirt look,
0: yeah, because that's going to be on the
4: internet forever. Yeah, and I
0: would definitely say those uh, extra wide bootcut jeans probably not a great idea.
4: Oh, I stand by. I stand
3: by
0: my bootcut jeans.
3: What are you guys talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just bought a bunch from the blue,
3: blue jeans like jazz
1: collection. <laughs> So go over to the episode page at relevantmagazine.com and post your answers there. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter. You could uh, post on our Facebook page as well, Relevant Podcast, not Relevant. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing the replies. So if there's anything you could tell the self of you 10 years ago, what would it be? I like it. Well, many thanks to Don Miller for talking to us. Make sure to check out Storyline at uh, storylineblog.com. It's great stuff. And uh, try to hit up the event if you can. If you want to get the new issue of Relevant, the May issue featuring Phoenix, it's out now. Um, Check it out at newsstands nationwide. We're in a lot of Barnes & Nobles. We're in some uh, airports. If your store of choice doesn't have it, ask for it. It actually makes a difference. And um, if you have an iPad... Uh, it's, it's available now for immediate download uh, not only can you go to the iTunes store and subscribe there it's a couple bucks cheaper than a uh, print subscription uh, you can get individual issues uh, but also print subscribers if you have an iPad you get uh, unlimited access to the digital edition for free uh, to become a subscriber head over to relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe and for only 15 bucks you'll get six print issues six iPad issues uh, immediate access to all the magazine content online four albums a lot more it's a great deal and we'd really appreciate the support uh, and we think you'll like the issue so relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe alright thanks guys uh, on behalf of Maya String I'm Cameron String I'm Tyler Huckabee
3: I'm Jesse Carey
1: that's Ty Michael Snavely they'll see you next week
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out RelevantMagazine.com.
3: Tyler Huckabee, Wild card.